The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. First, we want to tell you about our sponsor. We're thrilled to have Home Title Lock on with us. Home Title Lock is something that Stu turned me on to, and you, you have to have this not only for yourself, but you might also recommend, if I may, uh, checking your parents' homes or your you know aunt or whoever might be elderly now, because this is a, the FBI says, fastest growing crime. Especially because, you know, if you bought, they bought a house and they've lived in the same house for a long period of time, this is a big target for these uh, home big title time. fraud people because they know they have, there's a lot of equity there. It's probably paid off. You can take out large uh, home equity loans, and they get to keep the money, and you have to pay for it. It's a disaster. You don't want to deal with it. Uh, so do what both of us have now done now. Uh, go to Home Title Lock. For pennies a day, they have they put a barrier around your home's title and mortgage. They'll take care of this and make sure you're protected. Get your $100 search free with sign up at HomeTitleLock.com. It's HomeTitleLock.com. You should go there now. Get it out of, your, out of the way. HomeTitleLock.com. Glenn Beck. Okay, um, you know, out of all the presidential candidates that could run for president in 2020 for the Democrats, I'm, I'm just thinking that Avenatti is, you know, I think he's a, he's probably, you might want to take him off the list, Democrats. I'm just, you might want to. Now, I'm all for, I'm all for him. In fact, I'm printing up t-shirts for him. He's the creepy porn lawyer. Um, he is um, uh, he's the guy that has been representing uh, not only uh, Stormy Daniels, but also, you know, the worst of the worst in the Kavanaugh hearings. OK, that's that's this guy. Uh, he was arrested yesterday afternoon in Los Angeles. And the reason why he was arrested uh, kind of makes you think that maybe there's some kind of invisible force out there making sure. You know, either irony or maybe even karma is uh, receiving its daily offering. I'm just, I'm just saying. Michael uh, Avenatti was arrested for domestic violence. Now, the alleged victim filed the complaint on Wednesday, but the incident began on Tuesday. The woman involved is said to have bruising and swelling on her face and was kicked out of Avenatti's Los Angeles area apartment. Uh, Avenatti was heard screaming, this is BS. This is effing BS. She hit me first. Oh, well, if she hit you first. Yeah, I don't think the whole she hit me first line is going to be a good strategy used in court. Uh, You might want to rethink that one. Oh, he already has. Now, I don't know if the media, specifically CNN and MSNBC, are going to do any mea culpas over the next 12 to 24 hours, but I highly doubt it. Um, They have become the Avenatti Network and the PR wing over the last eight months. In fact, from March to May, the two networks have Avenatti on uh, over 100 times. He gave 147 interviews on both cable and network TV. MSNBC host Lawrence O'Donnell actually said, quote, Michael Avenatti is becoming my co-host, I have to say. Now, this is, uh, you know, this is before he dragged uh, Julie Swetnick into the limelight to attack Kavanaugh. You know, I wonder, is this going to teach the networks? Nah, let's not spend any time even thinking about that. Could be a learning moment, but it won't be. 
Speaking of Kavanaugh, uh, you have to you have to hear this Twitter exchange between one user and uh, Avenatti on October 5th. It said Brett Kavanaugh will be confirmed and it's Michael Avenatti's fault. Seriously. That's when Avenatti uh, replied, quote, you are right. I should have turned my back on my client, told her to shut up and stay quiet because people like you apparently believe assault victims are to blame. Oh, this line of thinking is disgusting and offensive to all survivors. Yeah. And let's all remember, she hit him first. Then there's this today. Here is his statement that he made last night. I have never struck a woman. I never will strike a woman. Mm -hmm. I have been an advocate for women's rights my entire career, and I'm going to continue to be an advocate. I am not going to be intimidated from stopping what I am doing. I am a father to two beautiful, smart daughters. I would never disrespect them by touching a woman inappropriately or striking a woman. Wow. I am looking forward to a full Full. investigation, Uh at which point I am Uh confident Uh that I will be fully Uh exonerated. Uh This is a white man. Okay, this is a white man saying this. This is the oppressor saying this. And in the court of Avenatti, you know, in the hashtag me too in public opinion nowadays, that court... You know, holding him to the standard that he helped create is this statement that he just made not, quote, disgusting and offensive to all survivors. Are we not supposed to believe the woman? Are we not supposed to immediately deem him guilty as accused, run him out of the public square, make sure that he never has a job again, that he could never, ever have a good name or even a chance to defend himself? I wonder if all the men and women screaming at Kavanaugh and the GOP senators in elevators can now see the Pandora's box that they actually wanted open. Did he hit this woman? Well, witnesses say he said, this is BS, this is BS, she hit me first. Now he's on the record saying, I didn't hit her. Is it possible this woman just made this up? Yes. Yes, it is. Is it possible that he hit her? Yes. Yes, it is. Should we judge him and condemn him and burn him at the stake? Oh, my gosh. It's I mean, my hands are shaking as I try to keep the match in the box. But we wait And he is innocent until he is found guilty. We have to presume that he is innocent until all of the evidence comes out, proving that he's not. By the way, I'm not telling you anything new. You know this. I'm just making sure the record is very, very clear on where constitutionalists stand, where Americans stand. I want the media to hear it very, very clearly. Avenatti is not guilty. We're not saying that he is a spouse abuse uh, abuser, a, a girlfriend abuser, a, 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 that he advocates violence against women. We're not saying any of that. Now, I am saying that he's a scumbag. 
I am saying that he's really, really shady, but that doesn't mean he beats women. See, this is how it works. And when no one else will lead, I guess we will lead. You and I will lead. We're going to do set the example, do something extraordinary here, something radical. Let's wait for all of the evidence. We're going to wait for all of the evidence to come out before we convict someone of a crime. That doesn't mean that we don't roll our eyes. We don't laugh. We don't say, wow, there is a God. There is such a thing as karma. Doesn't mean we don't say that and kind of revel in it a little bit. But as far as destroying a man's life on this, no, I don't think so. Avenatti, even the worst, get due process that he deserves. But I doubt neither he nor anyone screaming for Kavanaugh's head will realize exactly what's just happened. It's Thursday, November 15th. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, hello, Stu. <laughs> you seem a little... Um... I don't know what the word is. What? There's a German word for it. Uh, mm-hmm. You seem to be celebrating. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm uh, I, I'm glad you threw in there uh, the idea that maybe he's innocent until proven guilty, uh, because that's the principle behind it, and I know that, that that's what you believe. Uh, I don't know that everybody on the right is feeling that way today, and it's sort of no, understandable. No, 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 wait, hold it just a second. <laughs> no, that's the principle that keeps me anger, anchored. Mm-hmm. That is not the way I feel. No. <laughs> The way I feel, yeah. uh, let me just say this. When I saw the news report, I did say, <laughs> <laughs> I did say that, and I still feel that way. But I am not willing to uh, let a mob surround this guy and destroy him based on these allegations, based on the fact that he is a scumbag attorney. Uh, based on the fact that he is he has built this house of cards, and I think this goes. We were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. This goes to uh, who he really is. I think. I mean, this guy kind of just appeared out of nowhere. We don't know who this guy is. He just all of appeared. He's an attorney. He's a very successful. Per- is he? Is he? I, I mean, he's been going, every report since has been going bankrupt. He can't. He's getting kicked out of his office because he can't pay the rent. Right. I mean, it all just it all points to the fact that here's a really desperate guy who saw an opportunity to make a name for himself. And that doesn't mean that that's what happened. But when you see the clients that he has you know, pulled in and what he did with Kavanaugh and how he spoke with such a surety. And I think, you know, obviously, we I hope mm-hmm. this is some terrible person who is trying to take him out with false allegations, because mm-hmm. if that's not true, then someone got hit. And I don't want that to be true. Well, I, so, here's here's it, no, I'll go farther than that. Um, here's here's the ultimate scenario here. This is a dirtbag woman making a false charge against a dirtbag guy. Yeah. And the best scenario is that she goes to jail and he learns his lesson. 
because now he's on the other end of people saying, look it, he's he's an abuser. He he is somebody who likes violence against women. We can't have him anywhere near children or our society whatsoever. And maybe he's feeling that a little bit today and going, geez, maybe I shouldn't do that. Mm, I have a spoiler alert. He won't do that. <laughs> yeah, I promise you. Know, that's you. what makes it so frustrating. Yeah. That's what makes the the part of me that says, <laughs> It, it makes it almost want to uh, cheer it on and embrace that because yeah. you know no one will learn their lesson. But the, I think Avenatti is a small part of the story. Michael Avenatti is a giant zilch. He's a nothing. He, he means nothing to us, to this country. He is a giant zero. The problem here is we all knew. He was a giant zero the second he got on television the first time. Yeah. And these cable news networks put him on. One, Lawrence O'Donnell said he's basically my co-host. He was on. He was a co-host of every show on CNN for about three months. Yeah. Every single ridiculous thing this guy came up with, they trotted it out, him out on TV with the idea of the ends justify the means. Sure, this guy's saying crazy stuff, but it's helping our cause, which is to take out Donald Trump and, and Republicans. So I'm not going to go with names here, but do you remember we had one guest on my Fox show, one guest that one time, and he was supposed to be on with us for a while, and I had never met him. Uh, I had my opinion, but I had never met him, and I sat with him, and he was supposed to be on for a couple of breaks. He was on for one break. Uh, and I just was so creeped out. Do you remember? I do. I can't remember who it was, but yeah, I do remember. Yeah, yeah. The so creeped yeah. out, uh, and he was creepy off air, and I, I did not care what he was saying. And he had great stuff about President Obama. I mean, he was he was just saying everything that would make you feel good. And I it said at the end of the break, thank you so much for being on. He left the room and I looked at my staff and I said, never again, never again. Not that person in any source or anything. I don't care. I don't trust him. Nobody's willing to do that. No, because they, they want the win. And that was the I mean, the Stormy Daniels thing, right? Like they obviously had contact. There's some. Uh, rational reason you could theoretically believe some of the stuff he said about Stormy Daniels, right? Maybe. But the issue with, with Swetnick was so patently ridiculous from day one. Everyone knew. By the way, they're all saying it now. They're all saying, oh, we knew Avenatti was a, was a dirtbag when we, we first met him. Oh, we all knew that that's the, that the, the Swetnick thing was, was nonsense when we first met him. Why, did you, it it? why did you run it? Right. They all just ran with it then because that then they needed it. They wanted somebody who was going to put this over the top and get Brett Kavanaugh's life ruined and then, and get his uh, Supreme Court seat thrown out with the hope that they could win the Senate here in 2018, which, by the way, if they had handled that better, they may have. Um, and they uh, instead did the ends justify the means calculus and threw this guy on and let him lie and lie and lie and lie and lie and lie every day, every show, over and over and over and over and over and over again with barely any questions to what his story with, the, with, with a couple of uh, uh, notable exceptions. And they let him do it. And this guy is now revealing who he is. It's not even about just this. He's uh, The Democrats have abandoned him now because they have realized that the Kavanaugh thing hurt them. And they don't want him anywhere near their race because they all want to be candidates. So they used him during the Kavanaugh thing. They used him during Stormy Daniels when he was valuable. Now he's not and he's gone. 
Well, you know what? He does live in California, so he has somebody else who's really, really lonely, who's been kicked out of the bed and thought they were surrounded by friends. Uh, he and Dr. Ford now uh, yeah. can go, go misery because uh, nobody likes any of them now. Nobody on, the, nobody on the left looks at those two at all anymore. Yeah, when's the last time you heard anyone talking about how she was assaulted and how serious it was and how it needs to be followed up on? I mean, yeah. Was it was it about Kavanaugh's seat or was it about the assault? Because yeah. if it was about the assault, you could still keep going after it. Yeah. Remember, uh, yeah. there's no statute of limitations on felony assault in the state mm-hmm. where this supposedly occurred. They could keep going after. It. They could go after it with the police. Yeah. You no, think they're they not, care? No. They don't no. care about her at all. They <laughs> because never did. they didn't believe her, and they also didn't believe Michael Avenatti. Nope. They just use people and discard them, and it's despicable on both sides. Because they were both using each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's our, you know, but there's, I mean, there. you want to talk about no loyalty and, and uh, yeah, no loyalty between thieves. I mean, they are really the kind of like, hey, help me rob the bank. As soon as they get the money, they shoot the other one in the head. I mean, it is, it is the worst kind of gang violence in Washington. All right. Sponsor this half hour is X Chair. How you doing in your X chair, Stu? Very comfortable, Glenn. Every day Thank in my you. X chair. Uh, we've improved the situation in this studio quite a bit. It's mm-hmm. still 44 degrees below zero. Unfortunately, X chair can't solve that one. Uh, but they can solve you being comfortable in your seat um, mm-hmm. while you're shivering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he always has something to complain about. Anybody notice that? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, X chair <laughs> makes the perfect gift for the hardworking employee or your spouse. My wife... Uh, uh, said the other day, and she's blown it because now I can't get her this because she's expecting this now. And if I don't give it to her, though, and she's expecting it, then I'll be- there's never any way to win at Christmas. Uh, I mean, if you're a guy, I just don't think there's any way to ever win. There's no, none. I don't want anything. Mm-hmm. You know what? You could give me an X chair. And then you get the chair or you get whatever, and then like, oh, that's nice. That's what you wanted. Yeah, I know. What, 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 what? Well, I mean, you know, you kind of knew what I wanted. I kind of wanted to see what you thought. <laughs> oh, my gosh. X chair. That's what a gift registry. <laughs> just pop it on a gift registry. Right, I'll just, get you something off. Yeah, you're right. I'll, I'll take two of those. How many do you want? Two, three? What do you want? There you go. Okay, whatever. Here's the credit card. Go. Anyway, xchairbeck.com. xchairbeck.com. Really comfortable chair. Very, very stylish. Really well made. It's xchairbeck.com. Go there now. Use the promo code Beck. You're going to get a free foot rest uh, with this. Plus, it comes with a 30-day, no-questions-asked guarantee of satisfaction. Go to xchairbeck.com now. Use the promo code Beck, B-E-C-K. You get the free foot rest. I think it's $100 off as well, as always, at xchairbeck.com. You know, Stu and I are, are in lockstep here. We think when countries get together, it's a good thing. You know, you know, it's called working together, making sure that you can right. improve the world, right? Um, with a, with a partner, I think that's like for true. instance, it's great when Italy and Germany get together, yeah. for a dinner. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because oh, yeah. Germans can make good, you know, good food. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and uh, can they? Uh, well, no, mm-hmm. no, they can't. The Italians make the good food, <laughs> yeah. but make crappy desserts. But the Germans make crappy food, but make delicious desserts. And they bring the alcohol. And they bring the alcohol. Mm-hmm. And you but have wine to start with the Italians. Wine, beer, I mean. But you don't want to combine those two on anything else. Just dinner. Just dinner. It's why my wife and I get along so well. 
can they do the dinner? Just can they send each other the food? Can they Uber Eats it to each other? Because I really maybe. don't want them in the same room. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. don't turn okay. out well. <laughs> now, uh, here's another mm-hmm. prime example of people getting together. Um, China and Venezuela. Oh, that's great. Right? I can't think together. of anything that could go wrong there. General Sao and Arepas working uh, together. Right. It's a great... Right. That's, what is an Arepa? An Arepa is... Something uh, that Harvey Weinstein is... is naming. Yes, yes thank okay. you. Uh, they, uh, it is a... Um, I, here's how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, two giant corn muffins in bun shape. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, like, you feel like a, a hamburger bun. Like, they're two, like, circular... It's like cornmeal. Yeah. And it's like a corn muffin type okay. taste. Yeah, yeah cornmeal. And then they slather it with butter. I love this. And they grill it on both sides, so it's nice and hot and crispy. Mm-hmm. And in the middle, they dump whatever you want. So, like the one, the, the, my favorite version of this is just a cheese one. And they dump it. So it's a basically almost like a giant grilled cheese made with corn muffins. Mm-hmm. Um, now that is not an authentic description, I'm sure, but that is the one that I ate, and it was delicious. Okay, that's I think if I ate one food. more, I would have been dead. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, so we don't need, mean to rub, you know, the nose of, you know, no food in, you know, in the Venezuelans, uh, faces here as, mm-hmm. as Stu is describing, you know, what sounds very delicious that I'm sure the people used to have, yeah. uh, but now China <laughs> is coming in and they're going to, they're going to help. Um, and they're going to help Maduro. He said he is, he's reached out to China and he said, Hey, I love your new monitoring system that you're doing with your citizens. Can you help me? Because my citizens are starting to uh, get a little out of control. Mm. And so now China is bringing technology over to Maduro to help keep the peace on the streets of Venezuela. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So anybody who uh, bought a raffle ticket yesterday uh, at MercuryOne.org uh, to win a brand new car, we draw for the car tomorrow. But anybody who bought in the you know the last uh, the last day, we are going to draw a name out of those, and somebody is going to get a call here. I think in about two hours from me, uh, and uh, we're going to fly you in and put you up and uh, so if you know the count and the amount <laughs> you just you don't know you don't have to oh, do you don't have to know the count no, or you the just amount? have to answer your phone that's wait, it wait what about wow. the phrase that pays no there's no phrase that pays there's, no no you don't no have phrase. to know do you just have to know part of the phrase that pays? the glenbeck program plays the hottest hits of <laughs> yesterday today tomorrow, tomorrow next week next month next year right the 60s and, 70s 80s 90s and tomorrow and glenn and in the morning <laughs> and pat on the podcast okay so anyway there's our phrase that pays you have to remember that um uh, but also if you would like to we're going to do it again uh we we don't have any more tickets left for the uh, gala for tomorrow uh but we would like to uh invite- we are sold out on the gala yes mm. so if you would like to uh if you would like to uh join us here for uh, is it 12 score and two years ago? What I named this damn thing and now I can't remember what it's called. Uh, hmm. uh, uh, my name is Stu when my real name is Steve. So I'm Steve, familiar yeah, with so the, I, you, you know how this process. Works. I don't know what we're doing. I think it's 12 score and two years ago or whatever it is. Uh, it's a great catchy name. Pat. I mean, I almost, I wow. just want to buy a shirt. Yeah. Well, it's a, what that's the name of Saturday night's activity. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's the museum that is coming out. We're doing oh. this museum in uh in february uh during the month of february here at the studios and it is 
It's African-American history. Uh, it's uh, highly controversial, uh, apparently. Because um, you're a white person doing it? I, I guess. I guess that's why. You know, and people think that, you know, oh, Glenn Beck, he's just a Republican hack, and he's going to. No, 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 no. Uh, and we're actually working with the African-American uh, Heritage Museum here. And, and I How bel- dare you? I know, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> How dare you bring African-American history to light? Yeah. But the, the African-American history that we're going to wow. be showing is quite remarkable it's not going to be the stuff that you always see uh it's going to be quite remarkable and anyway if you buy a raffle ticket today at mercuryone.org you buy a raffle ticket you could win the car on saturday but also we're going to be selecting and pulling a name uh i think tomorrow and we're going to be flying you in and you'll get a private uh vip tour with me uh through that in february so if you'd like to get away from it all sometime in february buy a raffle ticket and uh, we'll we'll bring you down. Uh, you can do that at mercuryone.org slash M1. So, Pat, uh, I know conservatives didn't really think that this, you know, caravan thing was anything. We were just trumping it up for, yeah. pardon the pun, for the election. Mm-hmm. And once the election happens, we're never going to talk, talk about, about it again. Because we never talked about it before. No, it was never <laughs> a problem. every day for about 10 years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, we never spoke of it. <laughs> we don't care about the border at all. Right. So, uh, <laughs> yesterday, something... It, it, it was very interesting that happened. In fact, something that CNN and MSNBC and everybody else, in fact, Shepard Smith said wasn't going to happen. Oh, it's months away and hundreds and hundreds of miles and away. It's this never going to happen. And then all of a sudden they're climbing the fence at the border in San Diego. Yesterday. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Hi. Welcome. Yeah. Hey, that's great. Yeah. And, of course, they weren't going to climb the fence because they were all here seeking asylum and they were just going right. to be admitted because they're asylum seekers. Right. And I noticed all the mothers with their babies uh, that oh, were up on top of the man. fence. Yeah, lots, lots of babies of, climbing that fence. Of lots of babies. <laughs> right. So, anyway, this uh, this came in. The caravan uh, had how many buses? Uh, well, y- yesterday's was, I don't know how many, but there were 400 people in the buses. Okay. Now, the, the caravan that's about to arrive is... 22 more buses filled with 900 mm. more people mm-hmm. and then there's three more caravans behind now, that let me well, ask you and three more caravans behind that now let mm-hmm. me ask you this um mm. this definitely not an invasion force no uh, this is no. just poor oppressed people that just have no mm-hmm. money or influence at all uh how did they afford the uh the buses and it's my Isn't understanding curious they were standing uh, staying at one of the really nicer, nice ho- hotels. Yeah, in yeah. Tijuana. I don't. Where Where do they get the money now, for that? Maybe that's a relative thing. A nice hotel in Tijuana could be eight dollars. Uh, maybe. Yeah, but maybe again, it's a super eight. Eight dollars. Eight dollars. It's eight dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing is they don't have any connections. And, of course, we learned from CNN that Mexico is going to stop this before it happens. Except for Mexico uh, sent the federales, the state and federal uh, troops to oh, escort them to the border. Oh. <laughs> that was oh, so dude. convenient for them. So the buses had a a, a law enforcement procession, escort. an escort. Yeah, but my okay. understanding was border. Pat these these caravans were hundreds of miles, miles. away, hundreds and hundreds, hundreds of miles. miles. 
And, and that's accurate, right? And, and then, no, they're at the border now with San Diego. Uh, the T1 oh, well, and San well, Diego border. San Diego is hundreds of miles from where we are. So <laughs> yes, uh, maybe that's is. what they meant. It is. Maybe that's... It is. Is that... Yeah. In fact, Iowa is hundreds of miles away from where we are. <laughs> right, so, so we never really have to worry about them. Oh, wow. And, great. And if yeah. you brought this up, of course, you were fear-mongering. Uh, we were mongering in, in fear. And I, I don't know a single person who's afraid of these... Uh, immigrants i i don't know anybody who's actually scared can we stop calling it's them concern. immigrants concern they're, they're not they're not they're illegal aliens they're illegal aliens they're yeah. illegals when immigrants, you come here when that you, denotes something lawful yes you come in here because you want to be mm. a part of our country you're yeah. not trying to make a political point you want to come and add to the, whatever it is that we're doing here in america that you can't find mm-hmm. any place else and you ask for permission to come in right. and hopefully we say yes and, and it that's has, immigration it has to be that way no matter what your circumstances are because it, it, it's chaos otherwise and that's what we have at the border right now chaos and and the the left the mainstream media is just yelling at everybody who's concerned about this uh and saying well look we already have thousands of people that come across the border every day right and this That's isn't the instead of that this is in addition to that. <laughs> right. do you understand that right they, they didn't take the place of the other illegal immigrants and those guys coming. come in at night yeah these guys are announcing it and, and saying, they don't care what we don't the care president has said what your laws are don't care. we're coming in because there's that brazen sort of uh, escalation here, right? Like yes. what, there's that, you know, this happens. This is we've seen this before, right? Like there are people living in the shadows and they're hiding and they're trying to work every no, they're day. They're not in the, the shadows. But then there was another group that they'll come out and do rallies. I mean, 20,000 right. people who are illegal immigrants walking down the street, daring right. immigration officials to do anything about it. And that is another step. It's a it's a it's an escalation. But, uh, but of this. isn't this the same uh-huh. thing that we're talking about? I'm so sick of this uh, CNN lawsuit with uh, the president. I know it just happened yesterday, but I I can't I can't I can't take it. What is the president supposed to do if you're in a press conference? Mm-hmm. If there isn't any rule. Like on the border now, no rules. You just don't care what the law is in. Oh, you've got guns. Oh, you have troops. We don't care. We're coming anyway. Yeah. Okay. We don't want you. We don't care. We have a right to be in your country. There's no law. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? They're doing the same thing. Jim Acosta is doing the same thing that the migrants are. These people who are coming up. In the caravan, they are daring the government to do the worst. Mm-hmm. Now, yesterday in the court, they were saying, well, well, CNN's attorneys, well, the president sets the tone. And he, <laughs> the reporters often ask for, you know, a follow up question. Yeah, but he did four yeah. follow up. And he didn't. And he wouldn't ask. Sit down. Correct. The president says, sit down. Sit down. We're done. He Sit down. Disrupted the com- the press conference. You can't have that going on day after day. And if there was, if if there are mm-hmm. no rules, how do you have a press conference? Mm-hmm. If everybody is just incentivized to get their question in, and they can hold court and hold on to the president's attention and filibuster. How is anybody going to else ask a question? How do you how do you control anything? You don't. You don't. You don't. This is anarchy. This is chaos. Aren't there only two options here, though? I mean, basically, if you're CNN, you either have to admit that your reporter is a douche, which he is. 
completely. You mm-hmm. have to just say, like, look, he was obviously awful in that situation, and we're punishing him or firing him or whatever. Or you're going to have to fight it with all your might because you you can't let you can't let the precedent be set that the, every time the president doesn't like something that your reporter says, that well, they, they're going to pull his that's credentials. That's the bone of contention, though. Yeah. If it's he didn't like something he said, then it's a violation of the First Amendment. If it's he's disrupting the press conference for everybody else, which he was. And is right. it a, the president? The president's attorney yesterday, I thought the Justice Department did a poor job. The Justice Department came in and said the president could kick anybody out at any time yeah, for any reason. That's, that's not, not a good reason. No, that's not. That's, that's not. Is right. it a First Amendment violation, though? I don't, I don't know that. I don't, I don't, see, and I don't know how you make know. that case because Jim Acosta hasn't been denied saying anything. He can still go on CNN and no, say no, whatever he wants. That's First Amendment speech. This is freedom First of Amendment. the press. Freedom of the press. But so he unfettered. still has but the like, freedom. But of, but the blaze doesn't have a reporter send there. somebody else Correct. right like i mean Correct. we don't have any access to that room and when cnn could right. send somebody else yes yeah i mean and that's would... the deal and that's the case they should have made look right. the president is not trying to silence cnn the president is not trying mm-hmm. to say yes. uh that he can't come the, what the president is saying mm-hmm. is there is decorum there is decorum. When yeah. the president says, we're done, we're moving on, you cannot grandstand and hijack yeah. the and room. And they didn't argue it that way? No, they didn't. And no, no they that's didn't. bad. No one yeah. gets screwed in this situation, to me, more than the other reporters in the room. Because Jim Acosta takes up all the time, and he asks all the questions, and he tries to get all the attention for himself. Right. And it doesn't help the other reporters. But because it. they hate Trump they so hate much. They hate Trump so much. Yeah. They, they can buy him. Acosta. Yeah, I mean, I will say, like, I don't like this approach, particularly by the by the administration. I would much rather have them... You know, he had the mic in his hand. I think Next he time, he doesn't get called time. on. And he yeah. doesn't get the mic. So but he doesn't. He can, he he can sit there be, and blab all he wants. He's going to, if this judge says okay, he's going to be emboldened. Now, mm-hmm. CNN is going to bring it to a higher judge no matter what. Of course. Yesterday in their reporting, they were like, ah, oh, we just want you to know this was a, this is a Trump appointed judge who seemed to cut CNN's argument off uh, quite a bit if uh, you were a <laughs> watch. have an argument here, do they? I, I mean, I, you know, look, I'm not. Um, no, no, because uh, they the argument, send someone else. If the argument is that the president can do anything he wants to the press, that won't I work. think you lose. Yeah. If the argument was, it wasn't yesterday, at least that I read, and it should have been, uh, if the argument is the president, and, and, and this was argued by the judge, I think the judge brought this up and said, you know, look, there has to be decorum. And CNN said, well, the president sets that tone and he's the biggest bully in the room. Uh, and, you know, if if it's going to be he said, she said, and if he's going to be a bully, then I can be one, too, because he started it. I slapped her first yeah. or she slapped me first kind of thing. Right. You know, that's I, the, the, mm-hmm. the, he's going to lose. My biggest problem with this, though, is that Jim Acosta mm-hmm. has literally no interest in what is going on in that room what no. jim acosta cares about is raising the profile of jim acosta yeah and what has happened here is we have raised the profile of jim acosta yeah the other He's problem now on is the equal plane in a battle with the president of the united states trump loves it too though that's the other problem yeah, is that they both love it because why so. because why we're not talking about things we should be talking about yeah we are talking about this crap Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, and it polarizes us and it makes us into teams. We, you know, we're sitting here falling into the, the trap. Ho- hopefully we are uh, keeping this based on principles. This is not a First Amendment violation. 
unless the president says, I'm going to get rid of you because I don't like your point of view, the president can't do that. That's that's freedom of the press. They should be able to ask uncomfortable questions, right? But they should do it with respect. And if the president says, I'm done, I'm done. And now you can read into that. The president cut us off. The president wouldn't say anymore. The president is stonewalling. That's what's that's what they always do. That is the way our system works. Thanks, Pat. Pat Gray Unleashed uh, is uh, happening on the podcast. You can hear him every day uh, wherever you look for podcasts and online and also on the network, theblazeradio.com. Okay, Liberty Safe. Liberty Safe, just the best. Um, if, if I were in a California house and I needed to make sure that I had documents or anything that I needed uh, that were safe, I would have them in a Liberty Safe. They have sold more than 2 million safes, and they've done it for a reason. Liberty Safe leads the industry in technology and innovation. They have exclusive figures like military-style locking bars and heat-expanding fire seals that's second to none. When you have things, even if they're just pictures of the kids that you just don't want destroyed in a fire, this is really the safe that you want. Liberty Safe. It's an unbeatable product that you can count on to protect the things that matter most to you. Jewelry, cash, documents, also your guns. It's Liberty Safe. Become a Liberty Safe owner today. They offer 12-month interest-free financing on approved credit. Check out all of their deals going on right now at libertysafe.com. That's libertysafe.com. So, you know, I said, my father said to me at one point, uh, you know, uh, you're going to turn out just like me. And I said, no, I'm never going to be like you. And uh, I realized I'm just, I'm turning out just like him uh, because I come home uh, at night and I realize I, I really don't want to do anything. It's like it's 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 like it's like the chair in our living room by the TV is like a black hole. And I I get too close to it and I cannot resist the gravity. It pulls me to it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I have become my father who used to come home and he would watch a little bit of TV and then he would fall dead asleep in his chair in the chair with a recliner with the feet up. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And uh, that's America. That's what it that is. is. And I like that. And uh, I feel a little bad for my family uh, because, you know, they want to do stuff like, hey, right. let's play a game. No, well, no. We all feel bad for your family, too. But I think it's separate. It's a separate, separate reason. Separate, yeah. Yeah. No, okay. I think it, I, I, that is there's a big part of me that just wants to sit down yeah. and just put your feet up and watch TV yeah. and just never turn your brain on again. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Right? Yes, you made me feel a little bit better about myself. Yeah. So oh, at least a, I'm not alone. It's a terrible instinct, but it is an instinct. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Back in a minute. Glenn Beck. Well, it's been a busy week for the former first ladies, uh, for current first lady Melania Trump, but it has also been a busy one for the woman who... 20 odd years ago while working at the White House for then the then president at the age of 21 shot to fame in the most embarrassing way possible. The name, of course, we all know. In fact, her last name has become a verb. Monica Lewinsky. She has released the, quote, Clinton Affair docuseries that premieres this weekend on A&E. It's a six part series examining the cringe inducing days and months surrounding her affair with Bill Clinton. 
In an article in Vanity Fair earlier this year, she wrote this. Some closest to me asked why I would want to revisit the most painful and traumatic parts of my life again, publicly, on camera, with no control on how it would be used. A bit of a head-scratcher, as my brother is fond of saying, do I wish I could erase my years in D.C. from my memory, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind style. Well, is the sky blue? I can't. And in order to move forward in life, I have to. I must take risks, both professional and emotional. An important part of my moving forward is excavating, and often painfully, what has gone before. When politicians are asked uncomfortable questions, they often duck and dodge by saying, that's old news, it's from the past. Yes, but that's exactly where we need to start to heal, with the past. But it isn't easy. She added, filming the documentary forced me to acknowledge to myself past behavior that I still regret and feel ashamed of. I think this is a really good thing. There are many, many, many moments when I question not just the decision to participate, but my sanity itself. Despite all the ways I tried to protect my mental health, it was still challenging. During one therapy session, I told my therapist I was feeling especially depressed. She suggested that sometimes what we experience as depression is actually grief. Yes, it was grief. The process of this docuseries led me to new rooms of shame that I still need to explore. Meanwhile, Bill Clinton, the man who has been accused of all sorts of terrible, terrible things, a close friend of Harvey Weinstein, recently admitted that he didn't feel the need to apologize to Lewinsky. Lewinsky disagrees. I'm less disappointed by him and more disappointed for him. He would have been a better man for it, and we in turn a better society. The hashtag MeToo movement has been a wrecking ball for so many men. Yet Bill Clinton, perhaps the most prolific of them all, has escaped unscathed. But perhaps that begins to change with this docuseries. It's Thursday, November 15th. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Stu, I don't know how we're supposed to feel. I don't know what the politically correct thing is to feel. But the more I see Monica Lewinsky, the more I like her and the more empathy I have for her, her. uh, I mean, who didn't make stupid moves when they were 21? Can you imagine whatever is the worst thing you've ever done in your life? If that was all you were known for. Yeah. And it would never go away. And you couldn't have. I, I mean, how does she have a regular relationship? I mean, as a guy, you're married to Monica Lewinsky. How many jokes if you're dating her? So how many jokes? That would be agonizing. It would be horrible. Yeah. And you know, I think one of the reasons why she comes off as likable is she seems to be the only one in that entire situation who's actually wrestled with what occurred. Right. Like Bill Clinton has never shown any true understanding of what happened there hillary clinton has never wrestled with what happened i think from her perspective when she was basically trying to you know beat these women into oblivion uh politically to make them go away to preserve her husband's career she really seems to have done soul searching and i what i like about it is it she's not she's not just coming out and saying i'm a victim and look at me I'm, i'm the new face of me too right like she's saying 
I did some things, you know, really terrible things, and I shouldn't have done them, and I feel terrible about them, and I have called and written people that I wronged at the time to, to apologize, and and I, I think I, she's she seems to really have a, a good. I think she's a remarkable woman. Uh, go to uh, let's play a couple of clips from this. Uh, uh, just play clip number one here, Sarah. There was a point for me somewhere in this sort of first several hours where I would be hysterically crying and then I would just shut down. And in the shutdown period, I remember looking out the window and thinking that the only way to fix this was to kill myself, was to jump out the window. Mm. And um, I, I just, I felt terrible. I was scared and I just... I was mortified and afraid of what this was going to do to my family. And, you know, I still was in love with Bill at the time. Um, So I just, I felt really responsible. I mean, that's, wow. She felt responsible for giving him problems, right? She was so in love with him. That she felt, and she said this in another point too, that she she didn't come out and speak out about it initially because she didn't want to cause problems. Didn't want to cause problems. She was okay with him denying the affair initially because she didn't want to cause problems for him. Uh, that's a tough. I mean, look again. She admits that she she did wrong here. He, I mean, he was worse. Obviously, he was the one that's required to not do things like that. I mean, you know, she did something wrong though too, and she admits that. Uh, but I mean, that is a brutal moment, you know, I mean, I, and you can imagine it's, it's nonstop for her. The entire country is talking about her. You know, Bill Clinton's the president of the United States. He's used to this sort of stuff. He's had, he has a capacity to deal with it at some level. You're just some intern who, who rolls in there and gets out of control and does something stupid. And then your entire life is defined by it. That is really, I mean, I want you to, uh, could I play that clip one more time? But I want you to listen to it with a different ear because this is what struck me. This was happening when we were doing morning radio. Were you with me at that time? Uh, Probably not. Yeah, no, I was. You I was there? there. Yeah, and then we did. You know, we did the, the trial. We did a whole show yeah, based whole on show the trial. trial. Yeah, um, and I can't recall, but I'm sure I made Lewinsky jokes. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. sure we did. Sure. Everybody in America was making everybody. I want you to just put yourself right now, real quick, back in that time of what you were doing and saying at the time. And now, listen to what she was going through at the same time we were doing whatever it is we were all engaged in. Listen one more time. There was a point for me somewhere in this sort of first several hours where I would be hysterically crying and then I would just shut down. And in the shutdown period, I remember looking out the window and thinking that the only way to fix this was to kill myself, was to jump out the window. And um, I, I just, I felt terrible. I was scared and I just, I was mortified and afraid of what this was going to do to my family. And, you know, I still was in love with Bill at the time. Um, so I just, I felt really responsible. Mm. As we were, as we were just arguing about, he lied. He's a dirtbag. He shouldn't be president. 
She was worried about her family. She was contemplating suicide because she just wanted it to stop. Uh, how many of us took the time or were Christ-like enough to be able to say, she's a human being. Wait a minute. Hang on just a second. This is a human being. This isn't about politics when it comes to her. Think of how she was run through the mud. And nobody really cared about her. I don't think anybody really cared about her. It was all about him. Nobody really cared about her. Yeah, you know, interesting. She never really was an ally of the right. Mm -mm. Um, Where, you know, sometimes where you have like, um, you know, if if someone accused Barack Obama of an affair and was outward and speaking about it, like Stormy Daniels is with Trump, right? Like Stormy Daniels feels, I'm sure, to the left like an ally because she's trying to take the president down. Monica Lewinsky never was like that. She remember it was Linda Tripp who recorded her. It was the whole reason why a lot of this stuff came out. She didn't go to the, she didn't try to destroy his career with this information no, at she any just point. knew she talked to linda tripp if i'm not mistaken because she knew she was in trouble some of the other accusers were were more outspoken right. i mean you know paula jones and and those who became figures that were at least accepted by half the country monica Lewinsky, because she never really aligned herself with the right in the effort to she take was, clinton down she had no allies because they, of course the democrats abandoned her immediately uh and you know she became just the butt of jokes I don't know that I ever realized it's a it's a really interesting way you put that to listen to it with that ear because I don't know that I ever realized it with with that case and that case was a long time ago but we were I'm sure making jokes and stuff like everybody I know was we were. It, it had to have been everybody was John Ronson was was a guy and we've had him on a few times um, who wrote a book about more in the social media era these people these random stories you hear that bubble up for one day but you know the woman the famous mm-hmm. most famous one is the woman who made the joke about AIDS in Africa trying to mock the fact that we didn't care about Africa enough. But she was going uh, over but, to Africa on a plane to go help. She was going over to help. And she was in on the plane when the tweet blew up, went viral, and her life was basically ruined. Um, and you read stories like that and you realize when this thing that seems fun to give snarky comments to on the web, there's somebody there just suffering through that moment it's the worst moment of their lives mm-hmm. um, i know you've done this with with several of these situations the one that pops into my head was james gunn the guy who did uh, guardians of the galaxy yeah and they uh, they unearthed some tweets of his that were uh you know not so uh n- not ones he wanted to uh, represent uh, mm-hmm. his current character mm-hmm. um and he was he lost that gig we're talking you know this is an eight figure or you know gig for him and you were on twitter saying like look i you know i I understand, and I, you know, you, you, I, you were, uh, you could. I think a lot of people on the right did go after him for that because he was a left wing celebrity and he was critical of people like Ben Shapiro. But I mean, in those moments, if you can kind of get over that uh, desire to to feel that emotion, I, I think you wind up being a better person for it. I think you do. Um, and this brings me to something else. Um, Monica Lewinsky. Now, that's all she is. It's like Brett Kavanaugh. That's all he'll be. Yeah. He'll be that moment. Doesn't matter how long he lives for the rest of his life. Uh, uh, um, uh, Clarence Thomas, pubic hair. That's all. He, that's all he is. He will always have that attached. There's something that's happening in Europe, and and I find it, I find it viscerally the right thing, but uh, intellectually absolutely the wrong thing. There now in 
in Europe, they are they are claiming there is another human right that all humans deserve, and that is the right to be forgotten. Now, think of this. Monica Lewinsky, the case would be she has a right to be forgotten. She she shouldn't have to live her entire life apologizing or being shaped by one event in her life when she was 21 years old. She has a right to be forgotten. And because of the Internet, it never goes away. It's always there. And so you don't have a chance to start over again. And I I really do believe this is something that we have to address because our memories, they, they work to our advantage. I mean, our memories soften. We think of our childhood years as better years, most of us, even though they weren't. They weren't. We just see them differently. Time eases things. But when you have the Internet... And it is right there in your face, and it's always that thing. You don't ever move. If you're big enough, if that mistake was big enough, like Monica Lewinsky, she can never move on from that. Now, they're passing laws in Europe, but the problem with it is, well, then are you erasing history? You, you can't yeah. erase history. But how do we balance this? How do we balance the right to be forgotten with the with the right to uh, record history as it really truly was? We have no separation from the history now, and that's the real problem. I mean, the easy way to look at this is just become a progressive, and then all of your sins are always forgotten. They never bring it up again. It was never recorded in the first place. It's like it never happened. My Patriot Supply is uh, the sponsor this half hour. And I, I don't know if you are following this, um, but there's a term on uh, there's term in economics. It's uh, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And I can't remember what they all are, but we've triggered all four of them now. You know, it's uh it's uh, inflation, it's uh, energy prices have to go down, inflation has to go up, uh, manufacturing has to go down, and I can't remember what the last one was. Uh, it, we're hitting all four horsemen of the apocalypse, and that just means that there's going to be trouble on the horizon. And if you look around the world at how close the world is just to insanity, you might want to consider reevaluating what you have prepared for your family. May I suggest preparewithglenn.com. Uh, the best way to prepare is with my Patriot Supply. These guys are really, really great, and they're offering the lowest price of the year on two popular emergency food kits. Right now, you can go to preparewithglenn.com and see both of them and order. Now, these food kits include breakfast, lunch, and dinners uh, for you know days, weeks, months, up to you. They last up to 25 years in storage. Your family will be protected. You're not going to have to worry about chaos if it hits. Preparing with My Patriot Supply is a smart thing to do. Do it now. Preparewithglenn.com. Go there now. Preparewithglenn.com. Welcome to the program. Glad you've tuned in uh, today. 
Catherine Harris is going to be on with us. I don't think I have talked to Catherine Harris in at least a decade uh, and probably approaching two. Uh, she was the, uh, what was she, Secretary of State in Florida. Mm-hmm. She oversaw the recount in Florida in 2001. And uh, 2000, mostly. Yeah, two, I'm yeah. sorry, 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I met her for the first time. Um, because of the recount at the first speech I ever had to give as a talk show host. And I, I, I'd never really been on stage before to talk and give a speech. I had never done that. And, uh, Jeb Bush was the governor. She was the secretary of state. And I had to, I think open for those two. And I think I had to give maybe 20 minutes and, there were 500 people there, maybe. It was the Lincoln dinner speech. This is like six or eight months before September 11th. And, um, and I, I, I met the limo driver a few years ago, and he says, you don't remember me, do you? And I said, I'm sorry, I don't. He said, I drove you to the first speech you ever gave. <laughs> and he said, I had to drive you from Tampa to I don't remember where it was. And he said, I thought I was going to have to stop the car because I thought you were going to vomit several times and i remember i was like i can't do this tanya was with me i'm like i I don't want to do this and i'll never do this again i don't know why i accepted this i'll never do this again and i gave the speech and i drove all the way home okay we dodged a bullet i'm never going to talk in public again i hate this since then uh, you've made a few speeches i've noticed i've I've made a few speeches and now i think i must have prepared for that for days and days and days and uh i just gave a speech in uh in bermuda and, uh, I, you know, I had spent the night working on it. And Stu, you know, because you've helped write so many of my speeches. And I was standing there and I wrote this one all myself. And I, I look at it and I'm getting ready to walk out. And I just look at it and I'm like, there's not a chance in hell I'm going to use a single word of this. <laughs> and just gave a speech without any, you know, just kind of let it go where it was going. Uh, and I can't believe how much time can change a person. Yeah, I mean, that's because you, as someone who spent a lot of time writing speeches for you and then watched them get just basically tossed on the ground or ignored. Yeah, it's one we of those could have run a whole nother episode of the Fox show just on, based on the stuff that was in the teleprompter that I never used. Oh, my gosh. Easily. <laughs> Easily. Whole shows. Fox wanted to they wanted to know what I was going to say in advance. You know, please, can we, we we need to look at the script beforehand. So we would produce a script every day. But many times I would walk in and go. Yeah, not going to use any of that. Turn it all off. And it would be three minutes before the show. Uh, well, what, what are we going to do? Just follow me. And uh, mm. and the writers who had spent, you know, Stu, Pat, Dan Andros at the time, they weren't happy. They weren't happy because they had spent all day working on that. Yeah, I remember I remember doing that a lot. It was yeah. uh, not fun. Yeah. Not fun. Thank you for that. You're welcome. You're, You're welcome. <laughs> Just taking you down memory lane of all the good times. Anyway, Catherine Harris is going to come on and talk a little bit about what is happening with the overheated counting machines now. Florida is supposed to have an answer today. Are they going to have one? I've been sleeping on my Casper mattress for a while, and I would pick it over any mattress that I have ever had. In fact, I, I did pick it. Um, I, I 
bought it, sent it to my house. I tried it for, I think, five days. I actually was honest, which I don't know if everybody appreciates this, but uh, I said, I'm not sure I like it. Well, it took me a few more days before I really started to have my body settle down. I love this bed. It is Casper. It's a no-brainer. All you have to do is just order it and try it for 100 nights. If you don't have the experience that I have, they come and pick it up and they refund every single dime. So put Casper to the test in your home. The only way to test a mattress is by sleeping on it night after night, risk-free. For a hundred nights, Casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code G-L-E-N-N. That'll get you $50 towards the purchase of your brand new mattress at Casper.com slash Glenn, promo code Glenn. Get $50 off the purchase of select mattresses at Casper.com slash Glenn. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. In about an hour from now, I could be calling you. If you uh, happen to buy a raffle ticket yesterday for the uh, uh, Mercury One uh, gala that is happening on Saturday, if you bought a raffle ticket, I'm going to draw somebody's name, and it could be you, and I'm going to call you up in about an hour and uh, have you come on down. You're going to... You've, you've won the VIP tickets to uh, uh, to the ball, which is about $750, uh, $750, but you get a kind of extra thing because you'll be sitting at Stu's table and you're going to be hanging out with me and Stu and Pat and everybody from the Blaze. Uh, and uh, and you're actually saving Pat from game night. Uh, so that's really... <laughs> yeah, you, you mentioned that. Yeah, Pat has a... Pat, Pat Pat's wife makes him play games on uh, Sunday and... Uh, he likes that about as much as I would, uh, and so it's anyway. not sitting. So you know, well, yeah. I mean, he may well, be sitting while playing the game, but he has to think. Yeah, you have to think. Mm-hmm. You have to talk, right, to people, and that's not what he it's wants not to just do. Any people, it's family. So that's gonna that tells you about how much interaction you're gonna have with Pat. Yeah, uh, when he's at the ball, yeah. he'll probably be just staring at the wall. But it's great to sit next to Pat as he's staring yeah. at the wall. So I don't know how my kids are gonna remember me because they were they were at the house the other night. I think Monday or Tuesday, and we we're all you know we we're all laying on the bed and we we're all laughing and joking and everything. And then it's just it's time for everybody to leave, and uh, and out. I don't have a problem saying okay, everybody get out of my house. And uh, they're like, uh, okay, Dad, we're going. I'm like, no, 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 I mean it. Right now, get, get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly how my family is going to remember all of that. Uh, but I mean it with love, but I sincerely also mean it. Get out. Get out. <laughs> get out. It's time now to move on and, uh, and uh, for me to go to bed, basically. You know, or sit in my chair, and I could sit in my chair and watch you know, some Netflix show and fall asleep. I'm fine with that, too. Sounds delightful. But for you talking to me, I've had my fill. We've had about two and a half hours. That's good. I'm good. I'm full up. So now that we've sold you on an evening with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Don't yeah. you want to enter right now? <laughs> so today you can buy a raffle ticket uh, and uh, <laughs> you can hang out with us as much fun as we are uh, in. I think it's in February. This one is. Um, this one is for four score. Hang on. My daughter sent it to me because she knows what it is. It's four score, a 12 score, and three years ago. <laughs> what? Explain what this name is. It's okay, so this is, it's based on, you know, four score yeah. and seven years ago. It's now been 12, 12 score, score and three years since the signing of the Declaration of Independence. So because we have the Gettysburg Address and everything else coming down mm. again, and this is about uh, slavery, I thought it would be... Clever. You thought it would be clever to name but it something that you don't understand. I can't de- remember what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's that's pretty clever. Just, I will give you that. It's very clever. Uh, so it's a 12, 12, 12 score and uh, three years ago. 
and you can come on down. We're going to fly you down. We'll put you up in a nice hotel. Uh, and well, I can't guarantee the hotel it could be spotty. I don't know. It could be spotty. Uh, and <laughs> I don't think it's going to be spotty. Well, you never know. You know, the economy could turn, you know, anything could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, uh, so then anyway, so you're, you'll be here for the opening of this, uh, museum exhibit that is happening in February. All you have to do is buy a raffle ticket. You also get the extra added feature that this is a secondary raffle. It's only going to happen for the people who buy a ticket today. Uh, the cutoff is midnight Eastern time. And if you buy a raffle ticket for Mercury One at mercuryone.org slash M1ball, you buy the lottery ticket. Saturday, you could win a brand new Mercedes. Tomorrow, I could call you and say, congratulations. You're coming down to spend the day with us. And that'll be kind of a history history thing. We have really cool history happening. Did you put a question mark at the end of congratulations? Yes, I did. Because I don't know. You, I mean, you may be like, I just want to give the money and I don't want to see you guys. Yeah, you, we're not, not going to force you to come. Yeah, just so gonna, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know. That's one big thing. And we're not going to make you come to the uh, yeah. event. We'll, we're, we're happy to let you stay home if you wish. It's just... Uh... So we're stalling here because Catherine Harris is supposed to be on with us. Do we have any update on uh, on on her whereabouts? She's not coming on. No, just no. She, right. Not not yet. She, she probably thought it was next. She's in Florida. You know, she probably thought it was next hour. We have found that counting is hard in Florida. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. It's, I mean, is it nine? Is it ten? Is it eleven? Is it you know three? I don't know. I do have another example of how hard counting is. Uh, mm-hmm. If we could get to that, we we're, we're going to do it today, but maybe we can move it into the slot because it does kind of fit here. Uh, if we, it, it, math is hard. Math is a difficult thing, okay? When I think I know where you're going, and I love that you're going here. <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. we work really hard, and we try to get the math right, and sometimes it right. just doesn't work out well, that way. Well, that's why we have a margin of error. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Right. This, however, yeah, did good. not fall <laughs> into good. the Because you need a margin, margin of, of error, because sometimes, you know, you can be wrong by 3%, 2%. You can. That's you know right. What I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that margin of error, we all understand. Well, there was a study that came out mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was, uh, it was in the... Uh, science journal nature mm. now this is one of the most prestigious a scientific journals yeah, a big one yeah heavy peer review yeah yeah goes yeah. into this process yeah, you this don't just is get something published in nature where it's gold standard here. yeah um and what happened is it was a it was about global warming and how mm-hmm. the earth's ocean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oceans are warming faster than previously thought mm. and they were very sure of this uh they they went through they laid out all of their work and one of these, and you know how this happens. One of these climate deniers got no, a hold I of the those guys. Oh, are these still? We are not picking them up and throwing them in jail yet. I don't know why. Okay, I think they should all, all right. be in prison. Okay, um, if if not worse. So what did this guy do? So this guy decided to like check the math. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean science denier, typical science denier. <laughs> right. Because as we know, science should be published and never questioned again exactly right when you find out something like the earth is flat you go with it forever you, you know what you need it. to do is when you hand in it, kids if you're listening and you have a math paper that has to go in turn into the teacher if she comes back and says hey this these answers are not right you just say science denier mm-hmm. right and uh, i mean she who is she to check your math that works really well exactly right so this study uh, was published um, on behalf of princeton university with institutions in China, Paris, yeah. Germany, and the U.S. National Center for Atmospheric Research and Geophysical Fluid Dynamics Laboratory. <laughs> this is, I don't uh, think they have a mathematician. No, I'm sure no. not. Uh-uh. Um, what they found was the, um, the certainty of the study 
not quite as certain as they thought. What they discovered was, and the climate, evil climate deniers, one who found out this out, that their uh, estimates of how sure they were were completely wrong. In fact, it was 10 to 70% wrong. So the margin of error usually is about 3%, but this could be as high as 70%. 70%. To their credit, they have now come out and recognized that the evil climate skeptic was actually right, and they are submitting corrections to the study. This one guy, all of those places looked at it. All the peer review went on. They all got it wrong. This one guy looked at it and said, wait a minute, that doesn't look right. Pointed the error out. And to their credit, they are actually correcting it now. That's great. Okay, Catherine Harris is on with us. i got to take a quick break, and then we'll come to her so I don't have to interrupt her uh, at at all. Because I want to hear what the heck is happening in Florida, and she'll have the scoop for us. Catherine Harris Harris from, uh, from Florida used to be the Secretary of State down in Florida and was in charge and overseeing the elections of 2000, and we all know how that went. All right, our sponsor this half hour is uh, Goldline. Led by Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters, the Democrats are expected to launch a full-throttle attack on the president. Uh, Newly emboldened Democrats are already preparing, what do they call it, a subpoena cannon? A subpoena cannon. Subpoena cannon. Mm -hmm. They are already preparing all of these subpoenas. How many of them are there? I think it was 85. Okay. There's 85 different directions. I mean, it is going from uh, tax returns. They're targeting cabinet secretaries, other administration of, uh, officials. Uh, they're claiming this is a new day in America. The soon-to-be uh, speaker, Nancy Pelosi, uh, if, well, if she is speaker, has uh, her eye on thwarting the president's immigration policies, tax reforms, deregulation, which has made this into one of the strongest economies that we've had in quite some time. Also, Elijah Cummings is uh, ready to take over as the powerful House Oversight Committee. He's already compiled 64 subpoenas. This is going to be fun. What's this going to do to the economy? I don't know. I don't think anything good. I want you to go to uh, goldline.com. Read about all of the things that are happening now that the Democrats are are planning and what this could mean to the economy and why you should consider buying gold as a hedge against insanity. 1-866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Glenn. Kind of like deja vu uh, as we look at a Florida recount. And I welcome to the program Catherine Harris, a former Florida Secretary of State who oversaw the nonsense that was happening in Florida in 2000. Catherine, how are you? I'm so well. So nice to talk to you again. <laughs> really good to talk to you. So, uh, Catherine, I thought that we, <laughs> I thought we had learned our lesson in Florida. What you happened? Know, I think we had um, when I was in the Senate. I had to pass election reform, and there wasn't the political will to do it. But then after being Secretary of State, and we came back, we said, we're going to pass election reform. All the media mocked us and said it would never happen. Well, we did pass my bill, plus everything else we learned. Testified before Congress. They said it was the model for election reform, and it's been modified numerous times. Uh, so we have, we have an extraordinary model for election reform, and we have laws that are sufficient to take us through this. A lot of... Uh, a lot of this issue has been patience in the process. We do have a mandatory recount. We do uh, have a manual recount if it's 0.25%. But, Glenn, this is Florida. And what I mean by that is not Florida, oh, my goodness, we're going to have these problems. We're not a red state. We're not a blue state. We're a purple state. Right. We're always going to have close elections, and it's not a constitutional crisis. The laws are going to get us through. We can legislate this clearly. 
we can't legislate integrity. So, yeah. So here's the problem. The, the Brenda Snipes thing, it, from a distance, seems like she shouldn't have been there, you know, a long time ago she should have been fired. Well, you know, the, the supervisors of elections, which many of your listeners may not realize, are constitutionally elected officers, meaning that each county elects them and they are solely responsible for their equipment and solely responsible for the organization of the ballot. Now, wow. the Secretary of State can give input, but they have no authority over them. Hence, we had Teresa Moore in the butterfly ballot. Now, this, now we have Brenda Snipes. Uh, she can be removed, but only by the or not by the Secretary of State. All right. So yesterday, they're supposed to have everything in by 3 o'clock this afternoon. And yesterday, was it Palm Beach or was it Broward that said, oh, our machines are overheating, and now we have to do it all over again? They are antiquated machines, and they are well aware that they needed to have proper equipment going into this. Many of the supervisors at the elections office, I talked with in Sarasota. They said, hey, this midterm is going to be a big deal, and we plan for a presidential election. So antiquated equipment. But what's interesting, and this is, I think, what's important, whenever I was Secretary of State, my only safe harbor was people got tired of me talking about, I'm just following the law. Some of the laws I didn't like, but they were the laws we had at the time. And the, our rule of law is our bedrock of our nation. Right. It restricts... Um, all the arbitrary exercise or abuse of power by making it subordinate to existing laws that are well-established right. and well-defined. So that's the bedrock. Now, what frightens me was my personal experience. We went to the, and people never knew this or recalled it, but we petitioned the, the Florida Supreme Court immediately after the re, when the recount was going to hit for a statewide recount. And they refused. Mm -hmm. The Democrats were more interested in Al Gore's political viability and and, uh, prolonging what is this first phase called the protest phase. And by doing so, they short-circuited the opportunity to recount statewide in the contest phase. So when when courts interfere with the law, when politicians interfere, when lawyers interfere, there are unintended consequences. So here they thought they were being so clever to enhance his political viability, but they short-circuited themselves. And this is what worries me uh, with these exceptions. Um, the, then the, Supreme, the Florida Supreme Court finally intervened and said, no, you don't do, you don't do a statewide recount. You're just going to count them in these three heavily Democratic counties, mm-hmm. and that's going to determine the result for Palm Beach, mm-hmm. Broward, and Miami-Dade. In doing so, they ended up losing at the end of the day at the U.S. Supreme Court because it wasn't equal protection Mm -hmm. under the law. But you you probably remember uh, Palm Beach came back and said, well, the the Florida Supreme Court said, you can certify Friday or Sunday, sort of an arbitrary Mm -hmm. edict, but they said you shall. That's not maybe or sort of. So we said, while the nation is waiting and we need to get on with this, we're going to wait till Sunday to give everybody um, the time and the abundance of caution. So come Saturday, Palm Beach started saying, we're not going to be ready. You have to extend. And honestly, you know, I thought, I can be generous. I can extend. But had I extended, I would have broken the law. So, to, so today at 3, is, an, is that where the judge said, you, you have to have it done by 3? And if for some reason someone thinks they're being generous to extend, it's just wrong. And I'll tell you why. You have to follow the law as it's written. And I'll make one other point about that. But Teresa Lepore in Palm Beach said, oh, just three hours. Oh, just a day. 
they hadn't finished counting in three weeks, three months. They never finished counting. And, and I would have broken the law and I put everything uh, asunder that I had sought to do in following the letter of the law. That is only safe harbor. Mm. Now, as to not following the law, we have great election laws. If you don't like them, change them the next legislative cycle as we did in, in uh, 2000, or rather in 2001. However, to come along now and say, oh, uh, absentee ballot signatures don't have to match the reference in the supervisor's wow. elections office. That is, is breaking the law. To say, oh, no, we want to count every vote, even all the illegals should even count. Anyone who voted should count. That is breaking the law. In the last election cycle, felons were not allowed to vote. In the future, they will. In the last election cycle, they were not allowed to vote. If they allow the felons to go through, which there were 42,000 felons on our rolls in the secretary's in, in election 2000, if they allow that vote to go through, that is breaking the law. Just because you don't like it does not mean you don't follow it. Catherine, you have to follow the law. Thank you very much uh, for reassuring America that it's not 2000 all over again and it's not out of control. Uh, it's it's good to talk to you, and we will see this afternoon what Florida decides uh, this afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern. Catherine Harris, former Florida, Florida Secretary of State, thanks for joining us. Back in a minute. Glenn Beck. The world is completely upside down, and uh, when it gets to that point, it's always good to have Rabbi Daniel Lappin around. Uh, Rabbi Lappin is uh, just one of the best guys. I mean, if, if you've never heard his podcast, you need to listen to his podcast. He'll explain why clothing uh, needs to, uh, you know, not be unisex. Uh, and he takes you back through history and he's he's fantastic. He's a fantastic teacher. Uh, he is uh, with us now. Rabbi Lappin, how are you, sir? Couldn't be better, Glenn. Thank you very much indeed. Only uh, uh, just slightly concerned. I appreciated your introduction very much indeed. It was far more than I deserve. But uh, you did indicate that my prime usefulness is when the world is upside down. <laughs> well, you are in great demand then, right now. <laughs> um, the, the world has truly unhinged from reality all around the all around the world. Nobody is paying attention to things that we should be paying attention to. China is becoming 1984, a police state beyond anyone, beyond George Orwell's imagining. Uh, they're now into this hemisphere. They are now bringing that technology to Venezuela. We have a woman in Pakistan who is a Christian who they're screaming to be beheaded, where the Supreme Court said there this is a trumped-up charge. There is nothing happening. The Pakistani Supreme Court... And the U.K. is afraid to bring them in. Uh, Sharia law is now starting to be a part of the U.K. Then you also just have the fun of the last election. Well, in, in passing, let me just drop in one little thing, which, which may not be relevant to okay. our discussion today. But when you said the whole world is going crazy, there seems to be an exception. Uh, large parts of Africa are actually quite sane. And, and this is a fact. Uh, Ghana, Nigeria, um, Zambia, and, and many, many other places as well. What I mean by this is that um, I've recently been doing some speaking in both the United Kingdom and in Switzerland. I just got back from Switzerland last week. 
And um, in both cases, I have found that there are Christian evangelical churches packed to the rafters, and the leadership is almost always pastors from Africa. Now, this is really fascinating, of course, because in the uh, 19th century, we watched England and Europe bringing the gospel to the so-called dark continent, mm-hmm. to Africa. Well, Africa's returning the compliment right now. And it's, it's really a pleasure to talk to, to many of these people who are completely free of the infection of secular fundamentalism, which drives so much of what you're describing in Europe, elsewhere, and, and, and even in the United States. Because you, you believe, and, and we were talking about this the other day. And let me, in fact, let me play an example of it. Here's, here's a group of people that are out protesting a speech by Ben Shapiro, a bunch of college students. I want you to listen to the ex- is, this exchange and help me make sense of this. Do you think you should speak tonight or no? No, no, not at all. What about free speech and the Constitution? How does it work? That's a good point, but he shouldn't be allowed to have free speech if he's going to preach the kinds of things that he preaches. Well, what are some of the things that you're talking about, though? I don't know what he said specifically. Do you know any quotes or anything? I don't know what he said specifically. I just don't agree with his platform. I'm against Ben Shapiro because, uh, I mean... It would take it would take it, it would take a while to describe everything that's wrong with him. Protesting or for Ben? Uh, okay, stop. So I mean, perfectly normal, perfectly natural. This is exactly what would have happened had um, uh, a, a Catholic priest stood up in in 720 when the Muslims were sweeping through the Spanish Peninsula. And uh, he would have said, hey, uh, I want to give a speech about why Catholicism works. What would the Muslims have done? They wouldn't have said, oh, that's an interesting thought. Why don't we have a symposium on the topic? They wouldn't. <laughs> They'd have taken off his head. Right. And then they convert his church into a mosque and they move on to the next town. That's what you do. Uh, look, this is about competing faith systems literally competing religions it is not different from when the muslims stood at the gates of vienna in 1683 and and who was it it was the king of poland who actually saved the western world on on that day uh, it's not different from any time there've been clashes between competing and incompatible faiths uh, ben shapiro stands uh, for as 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 do you for heaven's sake for so many years glenn um, for a, a worldview based on a Judeo-Christian biblical model, and uh, the the mobs on the campus uh, stand for a, a vision that is based on the the Tower of Babel. Essentially, I mean, nine verses at the beginning of chapter eleven in Genesis provide a, a complete matrix of understanding of the tension that is taking place there. But of course, they don't want to hear what he says. Why would they? Tell me, to get, go. Quickly go over the nine verses, if you can. Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, um, there's not um, a hundred different ways of organizing society. Uh, There are 5,000 different cultures in the world, but there are not 5,000 different civilizations in the world. Um, You know, of the many lessons my dad taught me, one of them is he used to bring home mechanical clocks that were broken. To this day, I'm, I like. I still don't know. Like, did he talk to people and say, "Hey, you got any clocks?" That are, I don't know where he got these things from. But he used to bring them to me and um, and suggest I try and repair them. And and 
I, I mean, I still love fiddling with gear wheels and, and, mm-hmm. and things, but uh, there was a lesson at the end of the day. The lesson at the end of the day was there are not 20 different ways of reassembling that clock. There's only one. Mm-hmm. And the idea that there are lots and lots and lots of different civilizations all equally uh, as good as one another is not one that merely I disagree with, but all those folks who drown in the Mediterranean struggling to get from Africa to Europe, well, they also agree with that view. And all the people who recognize that there's no illegal immigration problem in, um, uh, in, you know, in Kinshasa and no illegal immigration problem in Saudi Arabia. And guess what? No one's struggling to break through the borders of Pakistan. I haven't noticed any caravans right. moving towards those borders. Everybody agrees that the civilization that was created by the West uh, provides the ultimate in freedom from misery. It provides the ultimate in terms of uh, uh, medical achievement, scientific achievement, economic achievement, and um, there are not a lot of ways of making that happen. So how do you, when you are dealing with a religion, which I think you're right, this is, this is now religious fervor. You either believe it or they crucify you. Yes. Um, they burn you at the stake. They will destroy you. I, yes. I don't know how scientists even. And, that girl and, just lacked the words. I mean, what she was really trying to say was, I don't care what Ben says. He's a heretic. Right. That's all there is right. to it. And, and I, don't, I don't see how they don't realize they've... That they have yeah. not, they're not Galileo anymore. They're the Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely right. Look, uh, what distinguishes a religion from a tennis club? And, and really only one thing, and that is that it answers three transcendent questions of life. Uh, essentially, the most important one, how did life arrive on this planet? You know, here we are on this sort of remote speck of dust in a remote galaxy in a limitless universe. And uh, although we've been searching avidly, spending vast amounts of your tax money and mine trying to find other life in outer space, which is, you know, something that that would be fantastic because then it could prove that this really was a random occurrence. But at the moment, so far, we've only got life on this planet. You've got to answer the question of how we got there. And there are only two doctrines to explain that, and both are religious doctrines. Neither is provable. If they were, there wouldn't Correct. be any debate any longer. One is that a, a good and loving God created us in his image and placed us here. That's one view. The other view is by a lengthy process of unaided materialistic evolution, primitive protoplasm turned into plumbers and proctologists or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it, but, and, and one shouldn't laugh at other people's belief systems mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's rude. But that's really what this is all about. And everything flows from how you answer those two, that, that basic question. Um, secular fundamentalism is, has become the official state religion in America. It's certainly the religion of the, um, the temple of American culture, the university campus. And that's why the battles are being fought over there on the campus. So you, did you say you were over in England? Yes, I was recently. Yes. Um, this, this thing with um, Asia Bibi is very disturbing. Are you following that? Yes, I am. Okay, so this is the, this is the woman who has been in prison over in Pakistan for uh, nine years on trumped-up charges. She was supposed to be executed. The Supreme Court looked at her case over in Pakistan. They said yeah. this, is, this was a mistake, a travesty of justice. They released her. She's now under government protection, which you can't really trust that for very long. Uh, she is, she's asked the U.K. for shelter and refugee status. 
they will not give it to her because they said she'd cause probably too many um, uh, disruptions and civil unrest in the United Kingdom. As I'm looking at the United Kingdom, Rabbi Lappin, you've got the Labor Party being investigated for anti-Semitism. You have uh, all of the police, it seems, and all of the uh, government structures hiding uh, from the the bad element of the Islamists and hiding the bad element from others. Yes. What uh, I mean, how close are we to losing England? Uh, well, I thought very close indeed until I had a chance. Um, I spoke for 22 churches in 21 days. And... Um, and I had expected, I, I didn't fully understand, I thought I was being put in front of English Anglican churches. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. Uh, you walk into most Anglican churches in the United Kingdom, and there's three halfwits sitting in the pews because they've got nowhere else to be. Correct. But, so um, like to go into church in New York, it's, it's, they're art galleries now. Oh, or, no, it's a, it's know, a bars. Joke. That's right. Yeah. But uh, I, I spoke uh, for Hillsong Church in, in London, 10,000 people sitting there. Mm. Uh, and so it was in, in every church I spoke. So, look, I, I personally believe, uh, being as this is a struggle between two competing belief systems uh, I do think that the the only hope is is not political but religious because uh, we know back till the year 2000 even the New York Times agreed that the most reliable correlation um, of uh, Republican voters was regular church attendance mm-hmm. and so I, I do think that um, in the same way that we saw a, a huge uh, religious reawakening in America fuel the war of independence. And we saw a second religious mm-hmm. reawakening uh, propel the abolition of slavery. I think we're looking forward. I'm looking forward. I, mean, I don't want to sound like an Orthodox rabbi singing onward Christian soldiers, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm looking forward to a third religious reawakening because when people's hearts change, so do their politics. So you and I have been friends for, I don't even know how long now. And you are, you're so friendly to the Christians, and uh, I hope to be as friendly to Jews as you are to Christians. And we both know that Martin Luther King was right, and you got to change people's hearts. Um, but how how do you do that in a world where so much is justified? The pushback, uh, you know, people have had enough. They've had enough, and it's become insane. And if you don't push back, they're going to steamroll you. I think that's why Donald Trump won. He he won because he was not afraid to have somebody say something bad about him, and he was going to fight fire with fire. That's why I supported him. Yeah, absolutely, no question about it. So how do we not? How do we not um, lose our decency in that? Look, um, Glenn, I, I don't want to. Uh uh, I don't want to sound um, insincere or or, or, uh, or or flattering at all, but I'm talking the truth when I say that uh, um, this is something you've been doing uh, all along. Um, you remember our get together in in Utah, and and I, I mean, there've there been so many of the get togethers. Yes, uh, bringing together like-minded people, I think, is the clue. Uh, I think it happens in evangelical churches in America. It happens in Orthodox synagogues. Uh, but it doesn't have to take place in a specifically religious environment, as Donald Trump showed. 
and uh, as you've been doing for much longer, uh, when when people come together uh, at the mall, remember mm-hmm. that that great event you, yeah. you you put together, and I was so honoured to be there. Um, people happen to be people. In in general, if we would have said to those people, look, uh, you may not have thought about this, but we're putting you on the spot. You absolutely have to tell us which of these two arguments do you prefer? People were put here, by, created in God's image and put here by God, or people grew up out of a primitive slime into uh, chimpanzees and then people. you got to pick which one is closer the overwhelming majority of people who were in Utah, who yeah. were at the mall or anywhere else, anywhere else that you gather large mm-hmm. crowds of people, uh, would have said, well, uh, yeah, we're on on the side of God created. I can't prove it, don't I? But if you force me to make a decision, I'm, I'm on that side. That's what the majority of people would have said. Uh, on the university campus, the majority of people will say the other side. And um, one of one of my books uh, is called America's Real War, which which you did a great deal to popularize years ago. Um, where, when we spoke about it on one of the shows, uh, that I'm reissuing that book with new chapters because here's the big missing piece: you've got to explain the strange and bizarre alliance between radical Islam mm-hmm. and American liberalism. Mm-hmm. Like, what are these two groups got to do with what? Well, yeah. the answer is everything. Yeah. And that's crucial to understand. Rabbi Lappin, always good to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you again. Rabbi Lappin uh, is uh, actually in. We're going to do a 90-minute podcast uh, with him. It'll be coming up in the next uh, few weeks. But And we are going to probably start that podcast right where you left off oh okay. what do those two things have in common sounds good uh all right thank you rabbi uh coming up in just a second we're going to be calling uh possibly you uh also andrew heaton is going to be joining us first let me tell you about lifelock.com by the way if you want to hear more from rabbi lappin uh just go to uh wherever you find a podcast and look for rabbi daniel lappin you will love his podcast, uh, and you'll learn so much. You, I'm warning you, you'll become addicted to it. All right. Um, LifeLock is our sponsor this half hour. If somebody takes your Social Security number, do you remember, Stu, back in the 80s and 90s when they started this stuff, and you're kind of like, on oh, a Social Security number, what's somebody going to do with it? Yeah. It didn't seem like it was a big deal. Yeah, right, at all. right. And then, you know, oh, somebody's going to hack into your computer. Oh, no, he's going to hack into <laughs> my computer. Now... Your identity and your your devices are so hackable and so important. It is absolutely a must to protect them. LifeLock.com now has uh, the power of Norton Security behind them. They're going to help you protect against the threats to your identity and your devices. LifeLock.com. You have a problem, they'll alert you, and then they'll fix it. LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK right now, and you're going to save uh, 10%. Plus, you're going to get a $25 Amazon gift card with annual enrollment. So, you get something while you're doing your holiday shopping, and you can also use that $25 Amazon gift card, you know, as a gift for somebody else. Yes. Yes, you can regift it. Promo code Beck, lifelock.com, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. Promo code Beck. Terms do apply. We have... Uh Andrew Heaton uh, here, and I don't know if we're going to have time to get into the highway to hell that uh, scientists may have discovered. Oh, yeah. We have yeah. about two minutes. Is, okay. that, is that enough time? Uh, yes, okay. I, I think so. Do you want me to jump uh, in? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah. So archaeologists have found a, uh, a tunnel beneath 
a pyramid in the ancient city of Teotihuacan in Mexico. Uh, and they believe that this is a tunnel to, a, a tunnel associated with the underworld. I should say this is what the archaeologists are, are saying. It's associated with the underworld. But the headlines are, scientists have found a tunnel to the underworld. And my thought is, put a railway in it. I think we've already got, we've, it's, there's no, re- they've already done the work for us. Go ahead and put a rail system through it. I would, I, when, I lived, when I lived in New York, I would have gladly commuted through hell to save 15 minutes on the train. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so there, the scientists are saying it has something to do with the underworld? What well, is this? In, in the sense that like Egyptian pyramids oftentimes have to do with the underworld, you know, of like mm-hmm. preparing you for the afterlife and that kind Essentially of thing. Essentially what they believed was going So it was like on. a yes. highway someplace that they hope people didn't walk along very far because you'd get to the end and go that so this actually doesn't lead anywhere it could be it, right. could, it could be that that was there was some false advertising yeah there. yeah uh or or maybe they plugged it up i don't know we'll see what happens yeah <laughs> so you think if they built a wall they built a wall <laughs> they built a wall to, to stop the underworld the ghost immigrants what, what does the underworld look like to you do you oh, think i can tell you, you were... exactly what hell looks like to me <laughs> right hell is a post office at 95 percent humidity that's really? it. That's really? all of. I just. I hate post now, are offices. You, are you standing in line? <laughs> I'm at the standing post in line. Okay. And I should say, I don't actually mind postal employees. I think they're decent people. It's just that it's there's these really long lines, and it's and it, I I still haven't figured out the postage, and uh, I just ah oh, like I just I get so irritated, and I don't like humidity either. So that yeah, yeah. humid humid waiting in line at the post office, and That's I'm waiting hell. I'm waiting to mail my application to leave hell. So okay, so <laughs> so what you should say then is scientists have found. In Mexico, a post, <laughs> a post office underneath one of the pyramids. Uh, so we know. Uh, Andrew Heaton, uh, something's off. Something off with Andrew Heaton. It is a new podcast. Uh, subscribe and listen Glenn to it now. Back, Mercury. Welcome to the program. So glad that uh, you are here. Andrew Heaton is uh, joining us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish Pat were here, uh, and probably Jeffy, because this is the uh, table makeup uh, of Saturday at the big gala that we're having uh, to raise money for Mercury One and all the things that they do. Uh, and uh, and yesterday we asked if you would buy a raffle ticket uh, for to buy to, you know to win a new car on Saturday. We're going to put these names back in with all the other names, and we're going to draw for a new car. It's a brand new Mercedes, and it's a hundred dollars a ticket for that new car. Well, I said yesterday. If you buy a raffle ticket today, yesterday, we're going to draw for a, a trip here to the gala. And, you know, you're going to be hanging out with us. And Chuck Norris is going to be there. And and uh, I don't know, a whole bunch of other people. I, I heard I heard there's armadillo racing. Is this true? That was last year. I don't think we're doing armadillo <sighs> racing this year. Sorry you missed it. That was last year. Right. You, you never know uh, what uh, is in store. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so we have now... Uh, all of the people who bought a raffle ticket in that big barrel thing. So if you would just kind of, okay. Andrew, if you just kind of mix them I'm, up. I'm doing the kind of Vanna White type thing. Yeah, you just. Uh, You're really good at that. And then we're going to call this person and, uh, you know, see if they want to come. Because they may just say, uh, no, I don't. No, I really don't want to come. Okay, that's uh, okay. okay. That's good. Now now just reach in there and. Uh, I'm, I'm doing the honor? Yeah, well. Okay. It would require me to get up, and I'm not. That's interested. not something we're interested in doing at this time in <laughs> yeah, our lives. We don't really move, or any time in our lives. Yeah. Okay. So and who's the winner? the The winner is Christy Solano. Does it say where she's from? Two one zero two. Okay. So uh, <laughs> Kira and and Brad stayed up all night putting all of the stuff into the computer. So if you can give me that number, and then uh, let's get that to the control room, and then 
And then let's call them up and see if they're there and if they'll come. I think we're going to have to dial more than just 2102, though. I don't think that's going to even work. I don't think this, no, they no, all know where they're. They all know where they're. So do you have um, it? Palm Desert, California. Wow. Where uh, is Palm? So, so now you're importing more Californians into Texas? Thanks no, but this one has a round trip. Oh, okay. That's one good. Has okay. A round trip. She's going to take one back with her. Yeah. <laughs> Swing by Austin. <laughs> yeah, you, cut, well, you win two tickets here, yeah. three tickets back. <laughs> you have to find somebody from California to take back. Uh, so we're going to get her on the phone. Uh, uh, could, uh, could you just have this, run that into the control room and have, and have somebody else uh, dial it up? I mean, this phone has buttons on it. I don't know how to use that. You should get you a have, rotary phone. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You have people to dial phones yeah, for you, obviously. Do you don't that. do that yourself. You know, you have somebody that calls and they say, stand by for Glenn Beck. I, I feel uh, like phones are now, <laughs> any phone calls like an exercise in public speaking, uh, particularly if you're under 30. <laughs> have you noticed that? Because it's like, like I, I, I can make a phone call, but like it's, it's scary for a lot of people if you call oh, them no. on the phone. They're like, they're, they're, well, why did you call me? Is it possible they're just scared of you calling them? Is that is that a, something you consider? That would explain why so many of my friends put their phones in their fridge when oh, I yeah. call them, <laughs> so that it blocks out any right. signal. Yeah, uh, that would. So hmm. I uh, didn't know that the phone that the fridge did that, but I guess you're right. It's um, like a Faraday cage, right? <laughs> I love a man who knows a good Faraday oh, cage. Oh, I've built, built myself a Faraday one. cage. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've got mm-hmm. oh, I've got yeah. a touch of prep right now. All right, good. Uh, so uh, when we when we get this person on the phone, I'd like you to help. Uh, okay. you know, just to see if. You know, if they really want to come, and let's find out about them because you're really good at you're really good at uh, what? What's the name? Joy? Was that the name? <laughs> what was the name? Right in front of oh, me. Oh, uh, Christy Solano. Christy Solano. Don't know where I got Joy, but Christy Solano. Okay, so when she gets on the phone, we want what separate conversation is I, happening in your head? I don't know. Lots you're talking of, to someone named Joy. I am at the same time you're doing this show. So, uh, you, because you're good at uh, you know just breaking the ice with people. Mm, you, thank you. Good conversation starter. Thank you. I uh, I have I have a whole list of of questions I like to post to people when I'm okay. getting to know them. All right. And, so, uh, nope, no, don't have her. Okay. Her so get her get her on and uh, like you you came to me with uh, what what was oh the, this is okay. So I um somebody posed this question to me uh, last week because I've, mm-hmm. I've I've taken up swing dancing and uh, somebody <laughs> had this question. It's a great question. Mm-hmm. If you could have uh, a different liquid shoot out of every finger on your right hand. What liquids would you pick? That's a great question right there. <laughs> okay, uh, so we have, we have Christy on the phone. Hello, Christy. Hello. Ready to have fun right now. Christy, it's Glenn Beck. How are you? Good, thanks. <laughs> Christy, uh, did you did you know that you uh, entered a, a, a lottery yesterday? Yes. And you were pretty passionate about it? Um, yes. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Sounds it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what time, what real, is, but... yeah. Are you okay? First of all, you're in California. Is anything on yeah. fire around you? No, I'm about like an hour away. You're about an hour away. And and you live where in California? Um, near Palm Springs. Oh, wow. So it's, it's nice. Yeah. All the time just to rub our face in it. Right. Well, it gets hot in the summer. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, it gets hot as hell here, too, so it doesn't make it any better. Uh, so, Christy, you've, you've actually uh, won the uh, trip, you and a guest, uh, to uh, come and join us and be with us on uh, on Saturday. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Because this I'm is... leaving tomorrow for Hawaii. You're leaving tomorrow for Hawaii. Christy has yeah. an awesome so, life. So, Christy, should we Jeez. draw again? 
You yes, I know. Unfortunately. Okay, so we'll draw again. Well, I'm well, I'm, I'm I'm bummed. Can I come to Hawaii with you? Is that yeah, possible? That's an yes. idea. That's a way we can solve I can't this. I'm really talking to you guys. I listen to you every single morning. So. Well, good. It's, it didn't sound like that when we first got no. on the phone. <laughs> right. Okay. We thought someone scammed you and made a donation yeah. on your behalf. <laughs> right. Somebody that you were like. I you, thought you were doing that to me. You, know, you were you were you were actually like Doctor Ford, and <laughs> somebody put you in and you hate us but anyway that's a that's a different uh, different story okay well christy no, i was thinking you're telling me i won the car already no 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 it, you, i mean you would have come here for the car over hawaii right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh no uh but you are back in the drawing for the uh for the car okay okay all right all she, right well thank you thank you god bless if she wins the thank car you. too then that, that and then she's like ah you know i actually was driving to another dealership in just yeah. a moment so. yeah, I, I just I'm bought a hawaii. boat yeah I, for my trip to hawaii i don't know if i need well, a car. i don't think i've ever i mean i've done this for 40 some years and i don't think i've ever had an, a a winner that excited that was definitely a pre-cup of coffee winner yeah, right there yeah. yeah all right all right draw again here but it was like it's like what eight o'clock in the morning over there seven o'clock in the morning over yeah. there so let me let me ask you this. Uh, so did anybody else pick lava? Uh, I th- I think you're the only lava person. Okay. I think you're the only lava person. So out of the five fingers, I you know I'd like Coke, water, mm-hmm. but I'd like to have one and probably right out of the middle finger, lava, mm-hmm. hot lava. So when you flip someone off, I can cover them in hot lava. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's violent. Yeah. It's violent. <laughs> no, it's really not. You're the only person you picked death, Glenn. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> else picked like I don't know daiquiris or something. And you picked liquid molten well, I'm death. A, I'm an alcoholic, uh, so I can't. That's right. You got to be careful. Yeah, I can't. I can't drink my uh, my woes away. I have to cover it in hot lava. Uh, shall I tell you the next name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is Angela Angelilo. Angela Angelino. That sounds like Angelilo. A Angelilo. Yeah. Angel, give me. And it's number 2355. All right, good. So if that's your number, lucky number. We're calling you now at 2355. <laughs> oh, oh, we asked them for their PIN numbers on each on each one, oh, each entry. So we've been giving out PIN numbers. Oh, nice. We're sorry. Uh, Excellent. Angelina and. It seems like Angelilo. a fake name. Let's be honest it does, about it. it. That does. does seem like a fake name. It really does. Mm-hmm. Smith, uh, Smithinson. Where is, she, where is she from? From Illinois. Oh, now we're going to Illinois that. people now. now she's going to, but California, and she was going to Hawaii. And eh, not excited. Illinois? Oh, let me out of that rat infested. Uh, let me, uh, I'd love to come down to Texas. That's what I think is happening. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably cold there right now, too, right? Yeah. Because of the, the globe. Wow, you're good right. at this. Yeah. Because You've, of the globe. Uh, are you yeah, a meteorologist? Yeah. Or what well, you, what's you know, your training? I, I played a weatherman one time okay. in a sketch <laughs> right. comedy video. So so, uh, so, let, so so what would you have as your five fingers? Uh, <clears throat> Thank you for asking. And my, yes. my preface is the reason that this is a great question, by the way, mm-hmm. is I think so much of the time when you talk to people that were on autopilot, where you meet someone and it's like, hey, what do you do? Uh, you know, I'm an insurance broker. And, and you're no longer having a conversation. This forces people to think. And you can see the gears spinning around their head mm-hmm. as they're thinking about it. That's right. why this is a great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, this I, also could be one of the reasons why he's still single at 35. Yeah, uh, this is probably not the best opener uh, with, with young ladies. Hang on just a second. We have Angela, uh, Angela Angelino uh, on the phone. Angelolo. And, and, and Angelo. Pretty close. So go ahead. Uh, say it for me. One more time. Angela Angelolo. All right, you, Angela, you, 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 you need to change. Was that a married name, or is that the name you It were? is a married name. Wow. I found the perfect husband. Can you believe wow, that? Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so, uh, Angela, what do you do for a living? By the way, hello, I'm, I'm, I'm Glenn. Hi. Hi. Hi, Glenn. How are I you? Listen to your previous caller who cannot make it, and right. guess what? Right. 
Were you kind of oh, when you heard her? Were, is, she, is she going to Hawaii? She's bailing too. She's <laughs> we're, going to Hawaii with the other person. Good. So, so Angela, when you heard her, were you like, "Oh, I would have been excited." Uh, yes, definitely. I <laughs> Why am did very you excited. Yeah. But I cannot make it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! You can't make it. Where are you? Are you going to Hawaii too? <laughs> no, I'm not. And you know what? I was there at your first one with my son. Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, wow. No. Wow. No. You know, you've been doing this for the, 40 uh, years, Glenn. As soon as Andrew actually. Heaton gets involved in the process, now no yeah. one can Here's, come. I'm yeah. worried that we're going to be doing this for an hour and a half. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to feel really bad after you caller number 43. Why don't 43. we just have you call in? If you bought a raffle ticket and you want to come, <laughs> you call in. All right. Well, um, uh, Angela, it's good talking to you. Thank you so much. I'm sorry that you can't come, and I'm going to put your name back me in. Too. So, uh, But say hi to your son. Thank you very much, Glenn. All right. God bless. God bless. Okay, you got another one? Yep. Jody Coley. Jody Coley. 2529. All right. And here's the secret to this one. If she doesn't want to come, I don't want to hear from her. <laughs> Just don't answer her. the phone. Just hang Just up. Just don't answer the phone. Yeah. Okay. Uh <laughs> All right, so we'll call her. Let me just take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll get to the five liquids that, mm-hmm. uh, that Yeah, because people, that's what people want to hear. Yeah, they want Because I've thought about this. Yeah, so what would you have shoot out of the five fingers yeah. if you could have liquid shoot out? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and we'll find out if Jody actually wants to go. Was her name Jody? Yes. Yes. Okay, Jody, Jody Coley. Yeah, Jody Coley. We'll find out if she actually wants to come and spend any time at all with any of us. Uh, so we'll do that here in a second. First, our sponsor this half hour is uh, Simply Safe. Simply Safe Home Security. You know, if you're like Andrew Heaton, you have nothing to protect. Nothing. Uh, and nobody wants to, uh, nobody's trying to get into your house. I, I welcome burglars. <laughs> right. Please take this away. Never lock the door. Um, but uh, if you're like, you know, everybody else, you've got something that you want to protect family, which Andrew doesn't have. I have a cousin. Loved ones. Mm, nope. Uh, nice wife to come home to. No, not a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also you might have something that you uh, you know you're just you know you just want to make sure that nobody comes into your house when everybody is gone. Uh, Simply Safe, fantastic protection for your home, for your family, even for your business. And if you order now, you'll get twenty five percent off any new system. It's an amazing offer. I've never seen them do twenty five percent off any system now through the holidays. Come with twenty five percent off. You own the system. It is um, it's, it's designed by a bunch of really brilliant people who really care about keeping your family safe and building the best alarm system possible. SimplySafeBeck.com. Save a buttload of money, even 25% more off your system right now. This offer ends Monday, November 26th. So do it now. SimplySafeBeck.com. Get 25% off SimplySafeBeck.com. Glenn Beck. Tonight on TV. No catastrophe is too catastrophic. No apocalypse is too apocalyptic. No sports questions are too... Be answered. I don't know what's going on here. Glenn takes your calls live on the air. The show starts at 5 p.m. Eastern, so get in line a little early at 888-727-BECK. Only on The Blaze. All right, so we uh, called... uh... Uh, Jody Coley uh, uh, and uh, Jody is uh, well. She she can't make it. She's uh, she's going to go see a Star Is Born uh, this weekend because it's going to uh, be out of theaters soon. And well, that's, she she said the you know risk there. You know, if it was the second week open, I'd know that it would still be there next week. But we said I, we have theaters here playing it. We can actually right. send you, you know, yeah, while you're just here. Seriously, said no. Yeah. Now, it's, it's probably three D. 
It's yeah. probably one of those okay. there's 3D yeah. theaters mm-hmm. in Chicago. Right. Where the, where the guitar strings yeah. kind of come they, right they, out exactly. at you into they, the it's, audience. It's either that or drugs, so yeah. you gotta, you got to do the 3D yeah. version. So, Jody, actually, we couldn't get a hold of Jody, so uh, we're going to continue to try to call her at home. Uh, you know, assuming that she, you know, she wants this prize, which I thought was pretty good, quite honestly. But a lot uh, of people entered. I yeah, mean, a lot of people had a really big response to it. Apparently, against their will, in some <laughs> in some form or another. Like a lot of people who had enemies bought tickets so they would be forced. Or they to were, come. Oh, or the, they were buying, or the, they were buying it, going, "I'm going to do a good cause. I don't want that prize." I think. Yeah, I was about to say, an enemies gala sounds amazing. That sounds yeah, where fun. everyone you bring <laughs> just just bristling. <laughs> that could be a really fun. That event. Could be fun. Yeah, yeah. So okay. So uh, anyway, so you are really good at uh, talking to anybody. Thank you. Uh, uh, you know, especially if you don't don't care if they like you afterwards yeah you got um, to so so what are the five liquids that you five have? liquids uh so thumb i'm gonna have gasoline come out that's a no-brainer you just get up in the morning plug it into your car you're good to go right that's good so gasoline i'm gonna go with miso soup because now i've got a pretty good no miso soup's delicious it's and not. also yeah it's great and and no, also no, i mean it's, it's out of all of the soup miso soup the one the block isn't that the one with the squares of tofu floating around in it? Yeah, well, I'm, you could have. I, I'm a chili. I'm you assuming could have, yeah, chili's pretty. Good. You could have. Well, it's chili, really good beef. Are stew. we calling chili a solid or a liquid? Because I feel like it's I, kind of in an inter- intermediate state here. That would clog, clog your finger, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's. Right. I, you don't want to get finger clogged. Mm-hmm. So all I'm thinking. Right. I'm thinking. Well, then me- you're having broth, miso soup. Yeah, without uh, all the rest, soup, is right? just broth. Uh, I'm gonna have coffee. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good coffee. Uh, and then uh, I, you know, I like scotch, but I don't want it coming out of my finger because there could be some bad stuff that would happen if I had unmitigated access to scotch. Mm-hmm. So right. instead, but I'm gasoline gonna, is fine. Get, well, I'm not going to drink the gasoline. <laughs> well, no, I'm not going to make myself like a, always going to smell like, like, like a gasoline. cocktail where I'm going to get some like oranges and gasoline <laughs> well, and settle down next to the never. fireplace. Uh, I do. Uh, I'm going to go with plasma. Because they're usually they're they're looking for plasma all the time, you know. So I could like I could go go swing by the plasma bank, give them some plasma. This seems like a nice thing to do. So it's got a charity. Your pinky finger yeah. is a little charitable. No, that's my ring finger. I don't. It's your ring finger. Pink, what you, pinky what, finger. Um, oh, I've I've lost this one. Uh, maybe maybe like a bourbon I don't like. That way I could be a good host without without being worried about consuming too much alcohol myself. <laughs> a ter- you've, wow. you've not taken advantage of the situation at all. The only good idea there was gasoline. Gasoline miso good. soup is a terrible. What, 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 about, what about what about chipotle sauce instead of the bourbon? I mean, that's better. I think I think okay. that's better because that's going to be a little bit more versatile. Yeah. Okay. I like that. By the way, you live in a capitalist society. You already have un- unlimited access to all sorts of scotch. <laughs> I want to lug a backpack around like I lost a <laughs> war. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn Beck Mercury. 